BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. Welcome in to the Baseball Insiders. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. And to you, Robert Murray, my forever karaoke partner, as we are back from the Special Olympics Games in Orlando, Bert. A lot went on while we were gone, including uh, another manager getting fired. But uh, we did karaoke together. I was amazing, and uh, you were terrible. So I, I, I think you, 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 uh, you the, the, the lights were too bright, Bird. Something happened up there to you. We got, we got to talk about this. I don't know what happened, bro. So I, I've been talking about this with other fan siders, and I can report that I have never heard the song Barbie Girl, which is a song we sung. Um, and I, I had no idea what to do. And I had everybody staring at me like, what is this guy doing? It looks hella awkward up there. So I did what any good human being would do. I ripped my shirt off in public. And uh, security was not having any of that. Let's just say they, they quickly swore me or like put the shirt back on otherwise you're getting kicked out. So um, good times. Yeah, so Bert, I mean, I'm up there. You know, it's it's not like I'm singing I'm a Barbie girl every single day. I have a hard time. You, how have I, you I never? That. I feel like you do that pretty often. How have you never heard the song "I'm a Barbie Girl" in See, a bar, in a Barbie know. world? Yeah, I, I don't know. You asked me for like the, some of the lyrics beforehand, and I had no clue. I just made something up on the fly that sounded like it was good. And I was way but, off. You know, when you're up there though, like the the, the 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 words they put a whole screen in front of you. Were you too intimidated to look down, or did you? I mean, what was going on? Explain. I just, I mean, I, I saw the words there and I mean, I didn't know like what, like how I was supposed to sing them or like when I was supposed to sing them. So um, I was probably about a good five seconds too far ahead. And I just figured, you know what, I'll stop. I'll watch you do your thing and I'll rip my shirt off. And, yeah. I, uh, I've gotten a lot of videos, a lot of questions uh, sent my way because of it. And you know what? We're loving life. So you know, it, was, it was a good time. 
it, it couldn't have gone any better for the record. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I got to be the star of a singer and, and, and you uh, gave me the heads up that you were going to take your shirt off. I did not anticipate that security, uh, all six of them would come storming onto the stage and say, we can't have that. This chest is way too hot to be shown to the public. So I, I, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do at that point. So I just kept dancing around like a complete idiot. Uh, but afterwards, <laughs> you were signing autographs, man. Everybody loved it. So I, I, I think in the end, you won, Bert. Uh, I, I would agree. I did have a couple of a uh, couple of girls hit me up afterwards. Um, so that was that was pretty ideal. So I'll, I'll, I mean, I won't complain about that, Carm. Yeah, some fan siders, by the way, uh, tweeting away your Chris Dealey. Will you be getting kicked off the stream for taking your shirt off? Or is this performance different uh, to your last joint venture? Uh, I, I, we, there's no shirt uh, being taken off here, but if there was, you're certainly not getting kicked out. That would be encouraged. Um, and Adam Weinrib um, with the Yanks Go Yard podcast saying that I'm a Robert girl in a Carmen world. I, thank you, fansiders. We love you. We appreciate you. And we also love um, that there's the chats coming in here. So jump on in. A lot of, lot of news moving around in the baseball as we get into it here. Uh, we got to start with Joe Madden, though. I think that caught everybody off guard. The Angels were the darlings of the early season. Then they lost 12 in a row. Then they fired Joe Madden. They've now lost 14 in a row. World Series winner. The Angels haven't made the playoffs in eight years. Off to a great start. Rough turn. Let's fire Joe Madden. Seems like the wrong move in my mind. You know, I thought the same exact thing. And, and Madden even said something on the record that he thought it was a wrong move when he was talking to Ken Rosenthal, the athletic. Um, but it did not catch me as off guard as it did with Joe Madden because there had been talk um, in the previous days leading up to that that the Angels were considering a change at manager. Um, and lo and behold, they ended up doing it. Perry Manazian, uh, it was ultimately his call. Um, and it was one that, is going to, I don't want to say define his tenure as GM, but it's its a big call because you're firing a World Series winning manager after having a phenomenal start to the year amid a brutal losing streak. Um, I, I'm surprised they went with Phil Nevin, though. Um, I thought they would go with Ray Montgomery, their bench coach, but maybe they want him to get more experience in the dugout before considering that because there's been some talk in recent days, in recent weeks, I should say, that Montgomery could end up being the guy long-term in, in the, with the Angels, but I think they're going to end up opening up that search um, in the offseason if Nevin does not get it full-time. Well, his comment that you just referenced is super interesting, and it's accurate, that front offices want a lot more control over the decisions that are made in the dugout. Are you following along to the analytics that we are giving you and making your decision based on that? We might as well just, why don't we put a robot in the dugout? Seriously, if you're not going to trust a guy who you went out and hired to turn around your franchise, who had you uh, challenging for first place, who had you in the playoffs, who... Uh, rallied, uh, you know, I'm, just, I'm a big Joe Madden fan. He, the, the Cubs were down 2-1 in the NLCS, came back and beat the Dodgers. They were down 3-1 in the World Series. That's a lot worse, you know, in the moment than having a 12-game losing streak in the middle of the season, and they were a game and a half out of the wild card at that spot. Just because he's not following your analytics, I don't know, man. That, that's, that's a rough way to do business. It's a very rough way of doing business. And you know what? That's the way the game is trending these days, especially with the Angels, because they want to be 
forward thinking uh, as an organization. And maybe Madden didn't do that as much as they wanted to. And his comments would suggest that was actually the case. Um, so I would expect any manager that they consider is going to have to be forward thinking, which is why I want or which is why I believe that uh, a guy like Ray Montgomery would be that because one, he's he's got I mean, he's obviously very close with that front office. Uh, Perry is very familiar with him. Um, and you all like and he's got experience in the dugout. He was a former player, too. So he's got that. But he just needs a little bit more seasoning. And I, I would imagine he's going to end up being a strong candidate, but there's going to be many guys that they consider. And also, if you look at uh, Perry's history, he was previously with the Braves. Um, he has spent time in other organizations, too. So I would imagine they're going to end up casting a pretty wide net because he's got to have a lot of ties to these candidates. Yeah, I, I, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, and I do think it's just worth noting as we're talking about managerial firings. Look, uh, the Phillies fired a World Series manager in Joe Girardi. And they did it earlier uh, than the Angels fired Madden. Of course, the Angels were up to a great start this year. Philly never got on track. And now Philly has won their last six. They're creeping back to 500. I actually, and I don't know if I believe that to be just a, a coincidence or scheduling and or like, okay, Joe Girardi's gone. We're, we're way happier. But I could actually see more of a balance with Girardi in the way that he runs a club versus Madden who is a very, very, very player-friendly guy. So, uh, But it's interesting that two World Series managers who were highly sought after at the time, uh, just in the middle of an early season plummet, out. See you later. No, I would totally agree. And it's like there's a couple things that come to mind when you say that, Carm. One, the Phillies, as soon as they ended up firing Girardi, um, I mean, as you mentioned, they've gone on this long winning streak. And you can see leading like before the, they fired Girardi, like public or players are going publicly with them that they were not having fun. Rob Thompson goes and takes over as manager and it looks like they're having fun again. It's like uh, let the kids do what the kids do. And they're having a blast uh, and they're winning ball games. The Angels, meanwhile, ever since they fired Madden, I know it's been only a couple days, uh, but they have not won. And that losing streak is up to 14 games, which last time I checked, that's not very good. Um, so. <laughs> It's uh, tough times for them. And also, like, uh, here's a what-if what scenario for you. Um, when the Angels were choosing their last manager, it was down to Joe Madden and – wait, no, actually, they were considering at one point Buck Showalter, but they ended up going in a different direction. And Showalter's obviously having a lot of success um, with the Mets. So it's just an, a, another what-if scenario with them. Like, if they would have hired him, would things be a lot different now? Joe Madden, as we wrap this up, 157 and 172 with the Angels. Um, everybody, I mean, Mike Trout was one for his last 28 uh, when the firing came down. Can you imagine, uh, you know, Trout's getting the, the call from, from Joe. Hey, hey Mike, just want to let you know, they let me go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Skip. I, I, I feel terrible about it. Me and Shohei have been straight awful. The, the, the reality, though, is with the extra wildcard team, the Angels are nowhere near out of this. Like, what do you think that they're – it sounds like, clearly, if you're making a managerial change, you think that you, you, you're still a playoff team, right? Yeah, and they should be. I mean, look at that team. And they have two of the best players in baseball. You got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Uh, you have a pitching staff that's been much better 
uh, with Noah Sandergaard, Michael Lorenzen being their two offseason additions. But um, they've like that organ like from top to bottom, uh, the pitching staff, their hitting, their bullpen has faded ever since their really strong start. And they, they said in when they were announcing that the Madden or that Madden got fired, that none of their units were playing well and they wanted to have these changes. And um, it, well, let's just say that the Angels continue to fall and they start looking like a seller. They have some really intriguing pieces on this team. They have Syndergaard, who's on a one-year deal. Um, they have Michael Lorenzen, as I said. Uh, you can, I mean, I don't think they would trade Aaron Loop or Ryan Tapera. Um, there, there's a question in here from Dr. Inc. Does Otani get traded before he has free agency? And I would say no, um, because that would be a move that could ruffle a lot of feathers with Mike Trout. And if there's ever one player you want to keep happy, it's him. Uh, so I would not expect him to be, I would not expect Otani to be traded. I would look for them to try to extend him at some point. Um, but they have some good pieces on that, on that team as trade candidates. And if they fall out of uh, playoff contention, that possibility increases. Dr. Inc., we appreciate the text from you, my friend. And uh, we can move through a bunch of these. So jump on in the comments of any baseball questions you got for uh, my guy, Robert Murray here, who, by the way, uh, you know, there's there's Woj bombs and uh, I don't know what they call a Schefter uh, hootenanny. Uh, I guess it maybe it's a Schefter bomb. But what we what we're thinking about doing for Robert is the hashtag Bert alert. And I want to give credit to Gabrielle Starr, uh, who does a great job uh, covering the, the Phillies for us and whatnot. And we've had her on this podcast uh, so she was, she's driving this uh, along with Lauren Barish and, and a bunch of others. But we, we're going to push you with the Burt alert. I like that we have when, that on the bottom of the screen here. Yes, exactly. The Burt alert when you make news, which is happening all the time. Do you have a Burt alert for us on the spot right now? And by the way, what do people think of the Burt alert? Because I, I want this thing to go big. I think it's, I think it's adorable. I think it's catchy. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's amazing. But I am open to, uh, suggestions that could possibly be better than bird alert. I will say this, Carm, I do have one in the hopper. Um, do you? I do. So Right now? Right now. It's not like going to happen today, maybe not even happening tomorrow, but like in the next week or two. Yeah. Good. So keep uh, keep your popcorn right. That's my tease for everybody watching the show right now. Okay, so you're not going to tell us what it is, but you have one that you're working on. Exactly. There could be a bird alert coming soon. In the next week or two, wouldn't surprise okay. me. All right, well, let's move on to Johnny then. And I'm assuming the bird alert is not Wilson Contreras uh, getting traded from the Cubs um, after signing his extension. Johnny's asking, is a Contreras extension more likely now that they have agreed to an ARB deal, which is what I was trying to say. Uh, finally, here in, in June, the Cubs have settled with uh, Wilson Contreras before going to court so he'll make a little bit under $10 million in what could be his last year on the team as a bird alert uh, around Wilson. What, what do you think this means for his future? I'm guessing nothing. Yeah, I don't think it means anything. Although, that being said, it's a good thing they did not take him to an arbitration hearing because that's where relationships between player and team are often fractured. And there's been a couple of cases where even to this day, um, you hear about those relationships not having been repaired, uh, even though it's been a couple of years since like they've had those arbitration hearings. Um, so I, I do think it's a good thing. And maybe it increases the chances that 
um, that he's extended, but I, I'm still looking at the trade market as like something that's more likely, at least for right now. I'm still in the 50-50 category on him being moved. Um, but the fact that, like, so something that I thought was really interesting with that, Carm, was that Jed Hoyer had said before the season that once numbers were exchanged, that they would not settle. They would be going to a hearing. And on the day of Contreras' hearing, they ended up settling. So did something change, or was it just like they did not want to go to a hearing midseason and risk fracturing their relationship with their all-star catcher? So I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out, but like, I thought it was interesting at least. That, that is interesting, uh, the way you're looking at it. And I, and I do think, like, okay, uh, let's let's get this settled and let's keep all options on the table as he continues to – a, be a leader for the for the Cubs, both on and off the field. Cubs have actually been playing remotely better baseball. Took a couple from the Brewers. Uh, yep. Could have won a series against the Cardinals. Had a, uh, opportunities to to uh, close out the final Sunday night game. Ended up losing while we were, by the way, in Orlando. Um, and they got rained out last night uh, after dropping one to the Orioles. And the, you know, obviously, the Cubs are not about winning baseball games right now, but they have at least moderately been playing better. Uh, Robbie Delgado is a Padres fan, so let's bring in his comment. Uh, do you see a major trade happening prior to the All-Star game? That's that's interesting. We were talking before the show, Bert. I was saying, like, what's the biggest name that you think is going to get moved? And you, well, you can say it right here, but you, you're completely uncertain as to what's going to happen here. Yeah, I am. And it's because the trade market is so uncertain right now. Like At one point, the Red Sox looked like a prime seller, and you could list off five or six candidates for them that look like good trade pieces. And now they're probably going to end up buying. At least that's how it looks right now. Um, the Mariners are a possibility to sell angels. As I said, if they continue to lose, like they could. Um, but to answer Robbie Delgado's question, which is a good one. Um, I think if there is a big player traded, it's going to end up being Frankie Matas. Um, that he, his market is going to end up being, really 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 strong he's pitched fantastic this year he's capable of eating 180 plus innings um and he's signed for next year which is also which is very valuable to these teams and you could look at somebody trying to get aggressive and trying to jump the market for him um that being said i think it's more likely he's traded closer to the deadline than it is before the all-star game but you know what all it takes is one team to say hey we'll give you the moon and a planet to be named later for Frankie Montas. So, uh, but like, that's the one I'm going to be watching pretty closely. There's, I've heard of a lot of teams already starting to, to look at him. Um, and also I'll, I'll float out another one, Carm. If, you, if you're ready for this, we got a bonus nugget. Um, Jose Quintana, the way he's been pitching for the pirates, he was signed for one year. I want to say 2.5 million um, this past winter. He's pitched great. And, He's going to end up being a, a nice under-the-radar candidate for a lot of these teams. Um, so I would not be surprised if he's got a pretty strong market come the deadline if he, can, if he continues to pitch like this. Cubs could have taken another flyer on Jose Quintana. Uh, good good job, Pittsburgh, I guess. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's the kind of move they need to make, Carm. It's, I mean, those low under-the-radar ones that can end up netting you maybe like a top 15, top 20 prospect. Um, yeah, Props to them, although I don't think they're going to be getting uh, Eloy Jimenez uh, for, for Quintana. I, yeah, that, I still can't believe that trade, Carm. That, that might be one of the more wild ones since I've joined baseball. 
don't don't forget Dylan Cease too, and a couple of others. Uh, that was a uh, win for the Chicago White Sox. And since you just brought that up, uh, I, I'm I'm sure you have not heard any Tony Larusa getting fired rumors because Tony Larusa is not going to be fired. Uh, he's very close with the owner there with the White Sox and Jerry Reinsdorf, and I'm not even sure if Tony should be fired. Uh, but White Sox fans, at least uh, I would say, a good half of them have lost it with Tony to this point. And yesterday he had Leary Garcia leading off, struck out three times. Leary's comments after the game is like, I feel absolutely horrible at the plate. And his slash line is, I don't have it right in front of me, but it's 182, 188. I mean, it's bad. Um, I don't understand how you would lose the ability to fill out a lineup card, even if you're 77 years old. But uh, it's not great right now for Tony in Chicago. And the White Sox, as we've mentioned each week, just continue to be a, a major, major disappointment this year. Although they do leave the Dodgers right now one nothing bottom three. Comeback is on, Carm. Look at there that. it is. Trying to rally. So extend Tony La Russa. But no, um, I have not heard any talk about La Russa getting fired. And as you said, I can't imagine any scenario in which he's fired because that's Jerry Reinsdorf's dude. Um, and he's not going to fire his guy after one and a half years. And I know that's going to frustrate a lot of White Sox fans, and you know what? I get it. I mean, that's that was not a hire I agreed with when they made it, and it's not uh, it's not looking very good. Let's just say that. But um, I have some faith that they can turn this around. But at this point, I mean, what are we? Fifty five games into the season, uh, somewhere in that range. I mean, we're. I'm always like a believer that the midway point is when you have like a decent idea of what you are. And we're a month away from that. And the White Sox have proved or have continued to show, I should say, that they're not like an elite ball club. Um, they're underperforming. And you know what? It's um, it's a shame because I thought that team was like destined to be really, really good. And I don't know. I don't think it all falls on the manager, but he certainly does not help. They're 26 and 28. So it's 54 games. They are. I mean, run differential can be a very uh, uh, inaccurate stat, but they are they're minus fifty five, which does jump out for a team that's playing five hundred baseball. In essence, like that is that is rare. Um, and it's, it's, there's some, been some great stories. Michael Kopech continues to be a great story. Beat the Dodgers the other night was dominant. So there are reasons to think the White Sox could turn it around, uh, but their offense has just been straight horrible. You on yeah, yeah. Can I ask you something, Carm? Yeah. Let's. I don't think I. I, I want to preface that I have not heard this, but let's say the White Sox are not like strongly in contention to come the trade deadline. If they end up selling, big if. Um, who do you think are some of their best trade pieces? So that's super interesting. Like, who would they sell? I, I can't even imagine them being in that position. Me neither, uh, which is why I, I can't believe I actually just asked that question. Yeah, so, I mean, who would they like to sell? I mean, maybe they'd want to send, sell Grandal. Um, that'd be an interesting piece, but he's been a huge disappointment. I don't know who's taken on that contract. Um, who would they sell in the rotation? You know, would they would they consider punting if he can get back on the mound and get healthy and show with Lance Lynn, somebody like that? I, I can't imagine they would even consider doing something like Lucas Giolito, but if there's somebody in that organization, it's like we're not going to pay him. Uh, I don't 
again, I, th- I assume the White Sox will. But you know, if we're if we're talking about going all bold, but they're still in their window, man. I don't, they're they're not going to be looking at it like that. It's it seems way off. Um, I would agree. Although the Grundall one is interesting, I, I can imagine some team maybe taking a flyer there. But like that contract is like eek. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't. It's and it's not over the top money, but uh, I, I wouldn't expect that to. Uh, and it's not like the White Sox have any really interesting catching options either. What about the a, a team that will be selling, Bert, that you wanted to mention today is the Nationals, uh, bringing up the rear in the NL East to 21-37. and 37. Um, who, Who's first to go out of Washington? Yeah, they, that team, they have a lot of real – like they have a lot of guys that are signed to these one-year contracts or unexpiring contracts, but the two that stand out to me the most uh, would be Josh Bell, who got off to a really strong start to the year. Uh, could be a nice candidate for a team that needs a first baseman. And then you look at Nelson Cruz. Uh, he's somebody that teams obviously love, even though he's had a bit of a down year. Um, and I would imagine he's going to still garner quite a bit of interest, maybe just not netting the kind of prospect package that he did in the past. Um, but, I mean, teams that could make sense for Cruz. Uh, I mean, I always look at the Padres with him um, just because A.J. Preller has loved him. Um and they have showed previous interest, although I did find it interesting. I heard in the offseason that despite them making a push for him at the trade deadline, they did not prioritize him um, this winter. It was I think they had other things they wanted to get done first, and because of it, they lost out on Cruz. But, I, I mean, Preller, he goes after his guys, and Cruz is clearly one of them, so I would put him um, in that category. Um, so I would also mention... I mean, these these are other teams that showed interest in him in the in the off season and in previous years. The Dodgers, you have the Braves, you have the Brewers, um, and there's I think there's another one in there. I'm forgetting. Um, but anyways, I mean, those two are going to end up being their, their strongest candidates uh, to be traded, and um, I would expect both of them to go. All right, an active uh, time coming up for the Nats. It's probably uh, sooner and later. You think they'll be they'll be the first to uh, jump into the we're selling pool. They'll be one of the first for sure. And I also thought it was really interesting that Mike Rizzo, their GM went on the record and said like they would be looking to move those kind of guys. And um, the fact that he said that two months before the deadline shows me that he's pretty serious about doing these kind of deals. So it wouldn't shock me if any of these went down at any point, but um, that being said, I um, I'm, I'm not hearing that anything is imminent right now. Okay, Philip Spector on, in the chat here. The Padres need an outfield batter too. Who are some realistic targets before the deadline? Uh, and he appreciates us uh, getting you in there, Phil. Appreciate you writing in at the Baseball Insiders. Hit that subscribe button. And by the way, uh, if you subscribe to the Baseball Insiders, follow myself, follow Robert. Uh, we have until Saturday. We're giving away a Shohei Otani. Don't worry about the recent performance. That will turn around. We're giving away an Otani jersey. You can see how we're doing that in the description for the show. So get yourself in our sweepstakes for a Shohei Otani jersey. What What are your thoughts about Philip and his Padres? Yeah, first off, I want to give a shout-out to Padres fans, Carm. Uh, they usually take over our chats here, and we sincerely appreciate uh, all the support here, especially Will Holder, uh, annual or weekly uh, listener and, and viewer, and also likes to DM me on Twitter and, and all that stuff. So I appreciate all your – all your support guys. But as far as the Padres and their um, 
and their trade possibilities. I mentioned uh, Chad Pinder as, as an option for them, and he's also another player on an expiring contract. Um, has familiarity with Bob Melvin from Oakland. I've heard from multiple people that Bob Melvin loves Chad Pinder. Um, so uh, that would be a possibility to me. Um, so Bob, Bob Melvin loves Chad Pinder. Uh, yep. Robert, I'm going to give you a movie reference right now that I don't know how many people will get. But have you ever seen Wall Street with Michael Douglas, a.k.a. Gordon Gecko? I've... I've I don't even know who Michael Douglas, did you say? Yeah, Michael Douglas. He's a very famous actor, but maybe a little bit before your time, even though he's still kicking around. Uh, Blue Horseshoe loves, I forget the airline. Um, so the way you said that, it just made me think of the movie. Great movie, if anyone hasn't seen it. Wall Street is awesome. Not the sequel, but the first one. Uh, Bob Melvin. Well, who, who loves who? Say it again. Love Bob Melvin. Bob loves, Melvin Ch- loves Chad, Chad Pinder. Loves Chad Pinder. Yeah, heavy emphasis on loves. Yeah, okay, he loves Anacott Steel. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Blue Zach. Horseshoe. Blue Horseshoe loves Anacott Steel, and then everybody buys Anacott Steel. Uh, that's a good. That's a good job right there. And um, Mike Zach is uh, producing, directing, and doing everything for the show, so you can't see his comment on there, but um, he's uh, one of our heroes. Great that's movie, right. Bert. Hey, Bert, you're on. You're on there. You got to see that and Romancing the Stone. Two. Two. To Michael Douglas when he's a little bit younger movies. All right, to your boy, William, uh, to our guy, rather, William Holder. I don't know why I said that. Uh, what other teams uh, are, are Luis, Luis Campusano, will he ever catch on for the Padres? Can you go that deep on the Padres for us, Bert? Because I know I can't. No, I, I can do that. And I know <laughs> that the – there we go. This is why we're a good team here, Carm. Yeah, I'm, but, I tee uh, you up for the ones that are out of my jurisdiction, so to speak. Yeah, no, I, I may not be pulling off the driver here, but I can at least get like a good three wood or something. So, okay. I mean, that, that'll still play. Um, but there's teams that have mixed reviews on Luis Campusano, um, both for on and off the field reasons. Um, and I would imagine that's going to make him a little bit more difficult to trade because in previous years, he was, or I would say maybe a couple of years ago, he was a, he was a pretty coveted guy. They told the Rangers and other teams that they would not trade him um, because they thought he was going to end up being their guy uh, long term behind the plate, and those concerns have kind of like clouded that a little bit. And yeah, I just don't, I don't know what his future is going to hold in San Diego, whether it's there or with another team. So that's kind of yeah. I'll I'll just I'll leave it at that. All right, I like it, William. Uh... I personally think that Robert should give you his cell phone so you guys can communicate on this level of depth all the time. Bert, are you in, or would you rather just keep your communication with William to the Baseball Insiders? I'm a man of the people, Carm. <laughs> whatever, whatever works best. Luis, we'll talk offline, uh, William. Me and you, we'll talk offline, and then we'll get to Luis also and see what he thinks about your questions about him and everything will work out beautifully. Uh, back to Johnny, by the way, is Bob Nightingale's report. Hey, trust everything that Bob Nightingale says. Don't care about the fact that he's been wrong a hundred times. Bob's a good man. And he gets a lot right. We love you, Bob Nightingale. Uh, is Bob Nightingale's report about the Cubs going after a big-name shortstop this offseason true? Well, they say we're in on Carlos Correa last year. Johnny didn't get him. So it uh, seems to me that Bob is on the money here. But, Bert, go ahead. 
I can tell you, Carm, their interest in Carlos Correa was overblown. They were never like strong. So, yeah. Okay. I I remember checking on those rumors as they were being reported, and somebody that I firmly trust was like, I mean, we like him, but like we're not like at the point where we're all in on this guy. Um, And maybe they end up going after a bigger shortstop this winter. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, there's two or actually there's one potentially two that are looking really freaking good. You have Correa who's very likely going to opt out. And then you have Trey Turner, who I think is quite possibly the best shortstop in baseball. I love Trey Turner for what he brings to the table, what he brings off the field. Um, I've had multiple people just absolutely rave about him to me. And I had one text me the other day that uh, the stat war was basically made for Trey Turner because he can do basically everything that you want. Um, And yeah, he's just really freaking good. So I would imagine that that contract is going to end up being very, very, very lucrative. And that could price the Cubs out of it. But you know what? Maybe they, maybe this year's different than last year. They, they got all the money, man. If they want to be at the top, they certainly can afford to be at the top. By the way, Correa officially back uh, yesterday returned. Uh, Twins beat the Yankees 8-1. He was uh, one for three with a couple of strikeouts in his return, now hitting a 280, 348 the on-base, 406 slugs, an OPS of 754. Uh, I mean, the Twins are in first place by four games, so I guess you're getting your money's worth. But it, it, he's not exactly completely crushed it to this point in his missed time. No, exactly. And I, I, I still fully expect him to opt out, Carm, but he may not get that monster contract that he thought he would um, just because he's not performing at that level that he's used to. I, I don't expect him to have to sign another one-year deal. I would expect him to get a pretty hefty like, long-term contract, but... Um, yeah, it just may not be what he what he thought it would be. All right. Let's move on to a, a team that you do a ton of work uh, for us. Um, and uh, you, you wrote a, a piece recently about Albert Pujols, which I think it looks very appropriate, by the way, that he's finishing up his career seemingly in St. Louis. Uh, but the Cardinals are an interesting little case study so far, Bert. And as we sit today, St. Louis right in the thick of it, as per usual, in the NL Central. They're a game back of the Brewers sitting at 32-26. and 26. And you think that the, the, the Redbirds should go for it, damn it. Let's go. St. Louis all in. Explain why. Yeah, I think they should absolutely be all in, Carm. And you look at their team. They've had Nolan Arenado struggle after a really strong first month. They've had Tyler O'Neill um, really – not perform what he has been like, or uh, he's not performing at the level that he did last year. Um, they've had Jack Flaherty out for the first 55 games of the year. The rotation has kind of just not been great, and yet they're still firmly in this playoff race. They're a prominent National League contender, especially in the NL Central, right behind the Brewers. And if you end up adding another um, – let's say top of the rotation kind of guy, or you add another bullpen piece, I think they're going to be good on hitting. Um, But if you add, let's say a a top end starter and you add a a nice strong bullpen piece, then you have Arenado bounce back. You have O'Neill bounce back. You have Flaherty return. 
you're looking at a freaking good team, Carm. Um, and if I was their president of baseball operations, John, John Mozeliak, I would 1,000% strongly consider parting with some top guys to get those kind of players. That being said, he has not had a history of doing so. Um, he's preferred to hold on to his top prospects. But let's say like one guy they've had or they've been pretty connected to is, is Frankie Matas. They let, they would have a year and a half of control of him, and maybe that makes them more willing to part with a guy like, let's say, Nolan Gorman or uh, Matthew Liberator. Um, I don't know if that's actually the case, but, um, I mean, it, it would be something that I would consider if I was him, especially this year, because you have Yadier Molina, you have Adam Wainwright, and Albert Pools all set to retire after the year. Going for it for one more season when you have – uh, the boys still in town. I mean, I, I would consider doing that. So your piece, by the way, on Albert Pools must read redbirdrants.com. Cardinals graphic puts Albert Pools' career dominance into, uh, into perspective. I guess this just got published, Bert. says here five minutes ago. Um, can you can you underline a little bit what why you wrote this one? I mean, it, you, you put it out here. Games, 3,002. Uh, which is eighth, um, hits 3,320, ninth, home run 683, fifth, RBIs 2165, third, total bases 6,075, third in baseball history. Now, I don't think most of us have thought about Albert Pujols as a good baseball player for at least half a decade, uh, but when you look at the totality of his career, can't deny first ballot hall of famer albert's also i've just really enjoyed him as a person by the way the couple times i've gotten to uh, be in the clubhouse and meet him uh so he's, he's a good man albert pool so uh and the cardinals give him credit let him go at the right time and now bringing him back for a little final season i think that's that that that's a that's a nice little ending no it most certainly is and you end up talking to people around the cardinals and like obviously he's not the same player he was when he was putting up those just absolutely insane numbers but he's bringing something to the table that um i think the cardinals knew about going in but maybe didn't understand it'd be like as impactful and that's like what he brings to the to the clubhouse and especially to the younger players is he's taken a lot of these guys uh one of them being dylan carlson under his wing and helped them bounce back um and just giving them pointers along the way and he's basically stepped right in where he left off when he left St. Louis. And that's as a clubhouse leader, he's had even guys like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt look up to him, which players look up to Goldschmidt Arenado, not the other way around. Um, well, I, let me rephrase that. Um, pl- like players look up to Arenado and Goldschmidt and then Goldschmidt Arenado look up the pools. And you know what? It's a good thing. It takes a little bit of pressure off of both of those guys to be clubhouse leaders um, especially since both of them, especially Arenado, are relatively new to St. Louis. Um, it, it's just a cool dynamic. And you know what? I think they should go for it, Carm. And um, the, it being Pools and Molina and uh, uh, Wainwright's last seasons in St. Louis is, is a big reason for that. All right. Hey, uh, before we get on out of here, and by the way, the Baseball Insider is coming back on a regular schedule now that Orlando has gone every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 Central Time. We are live. We are here for you. We love you, and we appreciate you. Please hit that subscribe button, and don't forget, 
Get involved in our Shohei Otani sweepstakes, which ends on Saturday. So do it now. Do not procrastinate, and you can get yourself an Otani jersey. Uh, I, I didn't take advantage of this when it was on the screen earlier, but I'll bring it up on the way out here. The Angels are trying desperately to end their losing streak, and they went to Nickelback. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Nickelback, but uh, they had their hitters spend Wednesday night going up for the walk-up song, and they went with good old Nickelback, which, uh, I don't know, are you a fan there, buddy? I used to be when I was like maybe seven or eight years old. Now, I'm, I'm 26 now, and I cannot say I've listened to Nickelback in probably the last 15 years, maybe the last 10 years to be conservative, but... Um, the fact they ended up going up um, and playing Nickelback before each at back harm, and there's no wonder they lost the 14th game. Uh, that's just bad juju walking out to the to the plate and hearing Nickelback. Um, not a fan. I, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a Nickelback guy. And 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 you know, bring back Joe Madden. Let him do some Houdini stuff. Maybe we'll have some iguanas run around the field. Perhaps there will be, you know, there's a million different ways that Joe can get creative in these things. This is not the time that you punt on Joe Madden. Nobody will figure it out uh, like Madden in those circumstances because that's because he's done it time and time and time and time again in the past. But it's the way it went for the Angels. So I, I don't know. Do, what, do you have an opinion on their GM? I do. I think he's a very smart guy. Um, I think that was actually so. I remember uh, when they first hired him. They like there was a lot of just questions as to why they ended up going in that direction because he had never. He's like, I mean, they could have gone in a lot of different directions, and he wasn't like the obvious candidate. But everybody who's worked with him has praised him, and he's a baseball lifer. Like he eats, sleeps, and breathes baseball, and he also has something working in his favor. He's got relationships in a lot of different places. Um, and like, I, I know a lot of people speak very highly of him, but this was a huge risk arm. Um, this was a move that for many people came out of left field. There was some writing on the wall that was coming, of course, but um, his success is going to be tied to this next manager that he hires. And it's a freaking big one. Um, so I'm very curious to see what direction he goes in. Um, I'm, I'm a believer in him. I think he's good, but um, there's a lot of questions that still need to be, need to be answered there. So jury's still out on, on Perry Manassian. All right. We can wrap it there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bert, getting to spend four days with you in sun-drenched Orlando with a bunch of rain splashed in as well. Singing, singing karaoke having some meals, riding the bus. Oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, – I was uh, I was waiting for you to bring this up, Carlos. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we played horse, and uh, I haven't won a horse game since 1993. Uh, but then here came Burt rolling in. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just took you down in back-to-back games, and you – you you wanted off the court. You wanted to get back to the to every all the fan siders and and we that was that was the end of our horse game. But I had to take you down. That's the way it went. Yeah, this is why Karma is a really good friend and co-host. Is he always knows how to humble me, and he certainly <laughs> did that day on the basketball court. That was uh, that was tough. That was that was a bad day for my ego. 
for the, for the record, Bert's shot is extremely ugly, and 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 the the feet the footwork is not good. It's it's like you're kind of sideways to the basket, but you drained a bunch of shots. I, I just got hot, so you weren't terrible, terrible. And you do have a video that you could tweet out, which I would welcome you to do. I don't know if you deleted it of me trying to me hit delete a that. No yeah. shot. Okay, okay. Well, uh, you know if if you if you want, uh, feel free. Or send it to me, and, I, and I'll post it because you know you're, you've got more Twitter integrity. You've got you know you got legions of fans waiting for baseball news. Next thing you know, you put out car missing layups, and then you can lose a follower or two. I don't want that to happen to you, buddy. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's good looking out. I will say it's, it's weird because I have a bunch of people who have tweet notifications on for me, and if I tweet just a random thing, I get yelled at in, the, in either my mentions or um, or my DMs. They like tweet baseball news, coward. Just remember, your Twitter is your Twitter. And if, and if they don't want to follow you and not get the oh, news oh yeah. and not get the bird alerts, that's going to be their loss. So I that's literally right. think you can do whatever the hell you want, buddy. Oh, they ain't I'm leaving. Total agreement with that. Yeah. Total agreement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, I, I've never felt better on the hoop court in, in at least a decade than just, just calmly taking you down. Yeah, no, that's 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 what I do. It's, I try to make my people feel better. And uh, next time we play, I'm going to start trying. Actually, what I should do, Carm, is have uh, take all my shots backwards because I was two for two. That was true, and I somehow miraculously hit one over my head to, to not get eliminated on my second attempt in in game two. But that's you know what that is, Bert. It's called clutch. Yeah. See, I don't have the clutch game, Carm. What's the opposite of clutch? You're, you're you're incredibly clutch, and when you do the next bird alert coming up here in the next day or so, another clutch play by you. Uh, but no, your first Robert Murray is better in person than he is on Zoom, and look at how good you are on Zoom. So there we good go. To see you, good to see you in person, buddy. Good to see you too, Carm. Let's uh, let's do it again soon. I expect you to fly out to Scottsdale. And come visit me. I'll come. I'll come. And Chicago's right. great in the summer, so you know. And you, you got Midwest roots, so you got to get back here. But, hey, next Tuesday, 2 o'clock, we'll, we're back with the Baseball Insiders. Go get yourself an Otani jersey. Hit that subscribe button. Turn those alerts on. Robert, say bye. Adios, everybody. Please subscribe so I can continue to feed my family. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.